One voice, one community. The Sunday Tea with Monasia Miss Perry. Welcome back to Sunday's Tea with Monasia and Miss Perry. And we have a special jams guest with us, our jam sister, Miss Anissa B. And if you've been out on the streets and seen the tent, you either see a tall, lanky black man <laughs> that smiles all the time, or you see this beautiful young lady. And she's going to join us today because it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And it's crazy. Me and Monasia started this show, but I had no clue that Monasia was a descendant of breast cancer. You know, her grandmother died yeah, of breast cancer. Definitely. My grandmother oh, died of breast cancer. My, gra- my great-grandmother did not die. Oh, she didn't die. And well, my grandma she- did not die. Okay, excuse me. She yeah. she has people in her family that were diagnosed with breast cancer. Yes. I have people as well. And this young lady has started a um, hair business off of the memory of her grandmother who also um, battled with cancer. So we have her on the show because we all share mutual feelings towards this topic. And yeah. we want to give, you know, we got to save the tatas. Y'all like the booties and all that, but we got to save the tatas. Exactly. And, you know, James is going pink. You know, every this affects everyone. So we just wanted to show you guys that, you know, even us on this platform, we deal with this kind of stuff as well. So um, I guess we're going to call this a little bit of pink chai tea. Yes, pink chai tea. <laughs> pink chai tea. That's actually a pink tea, surprisingly. You, you know you can talk, Anissa. I'm just Say something listening. to the people. Y'all <laughs> sound so good together. I like it. What's going on, y'all? It's Anissa B. So before we get into her business, me and um, Monet just got to do our weekly scoop. Now it's time for the weekly scoop. Yes. Our weekly scoop. And last week we talked about the Amber Geiger situation, and we do want to get back to that. But I want to start off on positive vibes, positive vibes. So, all positive. All positive. Um, we just elected. You may not know, first in history, and uh, Monasia, this might mean something to you, to you. Stephen Reed, your frat, Omega Sci-Fi, was the first black mayor on Thursday, on this Tuesday of Montgomery, Alabama. Alabama. Yup, I Clap. see that. Mm. Clap. I was like, hey. Stephen Reed, the first. Let's go. The first 200 years of history of that city, to, and he's the first, 2019. Wow. Now that is a problem. It is a problem. That's a major problem. But I'm glad that we're making the advancements. However, it bothers me about how long it was. Yes. That that is what Everything bothers me. Everything takes time, though. Everything. Yes, but, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, like we've been going through all this kind of stuff. Segregation happened. I mean, integration happened when? In, like, the 50s and 60s. The 60s, But yeah. also, like, you have to still remember that we did still have African baby zoos where they were showing off African people in the 50s and 60s as well out over in um, Europe. So this is, you know, what we need to be focused on is like the advancement, but also timeliness, because how can we have, you know, I was just actually watching on Facebook, not saying that this is like correlated or anything, but when I was watching on Facebook, you have people um, of Caucasian descent, let's just say that, they're out here, you know, smoking marijuana and having these cafe bars and smoke boats and everything like that. But you got our people. Like, I just see, like, it's just an imbalance. It's just an imbalance of, like, where we want to show improvement. This is true. And another first, um, I ran across this. Jonathan Hines, 
became the first black pre-K teacher of the year in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, that's smooth. Yes. That's smooth. Not a black, a lot of black, not a lot of black educators, males in pre-K. So claps to Jonathan Hines yes, for being smooth. the first black pre-K I'm gonna teacher take a sip that of one. the year. Yeah. What? <laughs> that sounded, that? that didn't sound it like a sound, right? <laughs> Is that a, like air? <laughs> well, that's my sip. Yes. So we're going to get into our Twitter bite topic. Yes. So with our Twitter bite topic, we're going to get right into that. So last weekend we talked about Amber Geiger and, you know, all of you had the chance to call up. If you didn't have the chance to call, we tried to take as many calls as we could. Yes, we did. We really, really, really did. So with the Amber Geyer situation, we kind of broke the story that the witness, Joshua Brown, um, was killed, like, literally, like, the next day. Yes. Like, literally. Um, Many people are saying that the police officers had planted marijuana over there, even though he didn't smoke. It's just, like, there's just so many things that are coming out right now. About and it. About it. And it just seems like it was planted, like, for me personally. I mean, you guys can call up and, you know, debate with me. But I really feel like this was something that, you know, they did on purpose because this was an attack. And I actually saw um, a tweet from Nicki Minaj. And she was really explaining about how, you know, this man gave his life basically for it. So someone, let's um, at their at name, at Erica underscore flow three four three five four. excuse me, said man sacrificed his life with that witness stand and the Botham family was all in court basically caressing Geigers. I'm not going to say the exact um, words. He said, um, she said, I hate this entire situation. So Nicki Minaj replied and said, I wonder if they were hugging on him after he got off that stand, the way they were boohoo crying, mm. hugging on the murderer. Talk about a slap in the face. Go hug his fatherless child now. He should have let y'all suffer and mind his business. This is heartbreaking. R.I.P. Anissa, are you familiar with this situation? Yes, and- I've been reading about mm-hmm. it. Um, I'm a social media person, so I definitely pay attention to the shade room. This made the shade room, y'all. Yes, it so did. So just even reading the comments, how hurt people are, it's just really sad what's going on in today's world. Like, for real. It's Still really going on in today's yes. world. Yes, and it's like it's getting a little scary because it's getting closer and closer to home. So... That, you know, that makes it even more scarier, but we just have to be careful, watch out, and, you know, get right. So speaking of social media, we're going to do it a little bit different. Instead of taking calls today, we're about to put a poll up on our Twitter handle, 102jams underscore. 102 underscore one jams. Score, uh, 102 <laughs> underscore jams on our Twitter page. We're going to put a poll up, and I do have a question for our Twitter by topic, and that is, do you think that this Joshua Brown murder – was a conspiracy because yeah. I do. I, I believe I do. it was. Mm. How men from hours away come to find him after testifying against an, like it doesn't make sense. And then also just to add in, they I was reading somewhere online. I forget. Excuse me for not having the actual source, but they said that it was like very very close range. Mm. The shot like basically like in his mouth, like the barrel in his mouth. So it was just like this is something that was definitely intentional. I'm just gonna leave you with that. Like, we're bring it to the polls. Bring we, it to the polls. Yeah, we. What do you think, Anissa? What do you think about to, it? Um, I be on definitely Twitter. think it was intentional. That's that's. Just do you think it was it. the police? Um, I feel like we low key went back to Nipsey Hussle. Mm. So I'm gonna mm. always think. You know, I like. 
I, uh, it's just a little difficult for real, honestly. Like, so again, we're taking a poll on our Twitter page right now, 102 underscore jams on Twitter. Vote. Let us know what you think. Leave a comment. Let us yes, know. Retweet us. You know, we want your people to also comment and also to um, get in on this conversation. And just to add on, I know we have other things to talk about today, but who do you got? Who do you guys call? I saw this actually on um, Twitter as well. So I guess we can be part of the Twitter bite. Cool. Who do you guys call when you don't feel safe enough to call the police? I was watching this video. I was watching Facebook video. Are you so good. Like family? family? No. Like who do you call to protect you if you don't feel safe calling the like the police? Just anybody in general. But like if you can't trust the police, who can mm. you trust? Who can you trust and who can you call? If you have an intruder, if and you these have, are people of your community, these are supposed to be people of your community. Exactly. Which is why I feel like it's very important to have police officers that live in the community patrolling that community. Yes. Especially if it's like, you know, like the ground level, like doing footwork, you know, the ticket, the ticket cops, like make sure that they're in the community. But who do you guys call? Who would you guys call? Do you know? It would have to be somebody in my family. Yes. But like, but like what if something happens and they have to pull out their gun in self-defense? And then who are you going to call? Because what if the police, like, come in there and they just... That's honestly who we're stuck with. It's sad, but it's true. Like, that's who we're stuck with because, in reality, they're going to hold everything against us, whether somebody shot in our home or anything. What happened? How did it happen? Why, exactly. You know, why did it happen? So, in reality, it's sad, but that is all we could call, like, mm-hmm. is the police. So, of course, we can call our family to protect us and do everything in that matter, but we have to call the police to actually make it right. I don't know. It's kind of like a rock and a hard place for me. Miss Perry? I'm I, I, I'm a little on the line because I have people in my family that uh, that are cops. Same. So, not all of them are bad, but some of the good cops need to speak up. Well, let me say this. I do not think all cops are bad. I don't. I don't. I think that social media, because it gets, like, a lot of shares and likes and, like, mm-hmm. Like a lot of different platforms, major platforms that people go to for news shares these stories, and you don't get like you know the little videos that you'll see like scrolling through about oh a cop dancing in the street or playing basketball with kids. Like those don't get as many shares. Mm-hmm. So this may be like a social media type of like to get us riled up. So I don't like I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like with perception, like is this really that's like all that's like going on like on a daily basis, or is this just what we're seeing from social media? Because as we know, social media can be very deceiving. Very deceiving. I don't know. These are really, really tough questions. And uh, we play a part as well as twisting the story as well. Media. What? Quick. We do play Real a part. Quick. We quick. do play a part. So I, I don't blame just police. Media as well plays a part. News plays a part. Social media. Social- that is dysfunctional. Yeah, though. yeah, it does. For real for real. It really does. Yes. So back to the Twitter bite topic. Please vote. Let us know how you feel. We're going to lighten the mood. We're gonna yes. we're gonna chill down this tea because it was really hot. Okay, that was steaming. That, it was steaming. And I burnt my lips. <laughs> and if you don't know the voice that we're talking to again, it's Anissa B. She's one of our promotions people from One or Two Jams. And Jams is going pink today. Yes, and pink with time. and with us going pink, it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And um, tell us how what breast cancer means to you, Anissa. Personally, breast cancer. So. Um, I'll get into me starting my business um, back in April 2017. I opened it up. I had I was raised by my grandma, my great-grandma. Let's start that over. I was raised by my great-grandma, and 
um, we had a great connection. So um, being raised by, I used to do her hair. I was into doing hair, sew-ins, quick weaves, everything. So I used to do her hair every month, y'all. I kid you not. Like She's like, let's go to the store. We got to go get some hair. And believe it or not, most people take light off of cancer as a whole. Um, you know, even though October is dedicated directly to breast cancer, mm-hmm. I think people take light off of cancer as a whole. So, yeah, we are going pink. We do understand that part. But the major part is cancer and knowing, you know, knowing what it's about, what it does to your body and everything like that. So I just started a hair business um, for one to to let women know you're still beautiful. Like, you know, people still care about you. And, you know, it's all about you. So what I do every year is around my anniversary time. So usually April, May, I'll go to High Point Regional, and that's who actually treated my grandmother. I'll go to High Point Regional, and I'll take a percentage of what I made throughout the year and donate back to that hospital. So this year, I actually went to High Point Regional. Instead of giving a check to them, I was able to, you know, make care bags because I watched my grandma as she came out of uh, chemotherapy and she was just like, my mouth is dry, or I need candy, I need some new Band-Aids, you know, just little stuff. Mm. And I didn't know a soul that was in that chemotherapy. I didn't know anyone in there. I just did it, being brave, took a team with me, and we went back, and we were able to give out care bags with tissue because their nose running, you know, just little things. and That people wouldn't think of. Exactly. That people yeah. would not think of. And That's you what guys, counts. you know what's crazy? After all that took place, I mean, not even 24 hours later, I was getting DMs at the DMs on Instagram, Facebook. Thank you so much, Anissa. Like, you know, because they were able, they're like, no one ever thinks about us this much. And in reality, that's my biggest purpose. I want them to know that they're thought about, people care about them, and things like that. So definitely, I, you know, going pink is beautiful. And throughout my whole hair journey, as far as my hair business, I created some brand ambassadors, people that actually wear my hair, do photo shoots, things of that nature, and each year I try to do a theme. So last year I did a survivor theme. We went out to the woods and like we just had like a little survivor thing going on. But I got close with one of my actual brand ambassadors and her mom passed away from breast cancer. Oh, so wow. I kind of got more in tune with her about like, you know, can you tell me a little bit more? And I had her aunt come in, speak on it. And it's just amazing what people go through and how much you, you just would never know. Never Cause they're walking know. around, they're smiling, teeth still showing and everything. So I just salute Every woman that's fighting against breast cancer that has passed away, you still won. Yeah. And that's that's a truth. That's yes. a true fact. You still won. Because you're no longer in pain. You're, you're no longer in pain. So just period. It's about breast cancer, and that's very important. But all cancers, guys, make sure you're getting your bodies checked out because it could be something. It could be someone so close to you that you don't even know that's battling it. Just because you don't see their hair missing or they're not crying every day, it could be somebody somewhere battling it that you know. You just have and to you don't treat even people know. good. And you don't yeah. You, yeah, treat everybody with respect and mm-hmm. love. Yes. Exactly. And Anissa, just going back um off of your business, I actually was a customer of her business. I'm very <laughs> glad that I got the support. <laughs> she did me up, y'all. So you need to go hit her up. Um, but where did you one, please shout out your social media and everything and like that so people can like go and like find the business or like the website and everything like that. Two, where did you actually get the name from? Like where did the origin of the name come from? Okay, um, okay, y'all can follow me on Instagram and you can follow me on Facebook, Anissa Bailey, A N I S S A, last name B A I L E Y. You can follow me on Instagram at I M A N I S S A B. And that's I'm Anissa B. Um, I got my name 
okay, therapy. It came from female, I mean, chemotherapy. Um, that was something my grandma, I seen my grandma at her weakest moment during chemotherapy. So some days she had good days, some days she didn't. So the therapy part came from chemotherapy. Um, the second part is scent. It's S-C-E-N-T. It's a smell. So I actually created a shampoo and a conditioner mm. when I first started oh, wow. my hairline. And I was like, oh, I like this. Let me just kind of combine them and see what I got with it. So I made it therapy scent extensions. And that's what I'm working with. I love that. Nice. <laughs> so give out the, uh, you gave out your socials one more time for the people in the back that didn't hear Facebook, it. Anissa <laughs> Bailey, and my Instagram is I'm Anissa B. I M A N I S S A B. Thank you, Anissa, for being a part Thank and you for sharing having your story me. with you so us. Much. And you said something during during your, your little ramble, and you said everybody get checked out. And we have somebody coming in to let you know where you can get checked out at. Exactly. Friday, it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and we have a special short little tea party for you guys real quick. Yeah. I mean, you know, I would call it a short-leaf tea party. Short-leaf. But- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, short-leaf tea party. That's what we're going to call it for right now. Um, and like Miss Perry said, it is Breast Cancer Awareness. So we have Miss Felicia Wall here, and she's going to be, you know, telling us about, you know, some events that are happening in our community. Welcome to the show, Fifi. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, so this is a big month for us. Um, Greater Hope Cathedral is into our um, fifth year of our annual Cancer Awareness and Survivor Celebration Weekend, which will be October 19th and 20th. On the 19th, a Saturday, we have all-day events at Greater Hope Cathedral, 1032 East Lindsay Street in Greensboro, North Carolina, just down the street from the Aggie Stadium, I must say. <laughs> and um, the, the time starts from 11 to 4. We have a day of information, education, and relaxation where we will have free Zumba, free massages. Um, and one of our big events this year that we've added is free breast imaging to um, all of our women and our community. Uh, from 8 to 4 o'clock, all you have to do is sign up or stop by for your free breast exams from 8 to 4. Uh, we will be at the church. Then at 7 p.m., we will have our sip, paint, and shop for a purpose. We have a uh, wonderful young lady who's coming in doing some great art um, for cancer awareness. Now, let me say... We know that Breast Cancer Month is October, but this paint event is um, all cancers. So all cancers, um, so whether it's colon. Yes, colon, ovarian, um, cervical, prostate. Um, So we are appealing to men, women, children of cancer. So it's not just on Saturday, it's not just a breast cancer event. It is an all-cancer event. If For you're a everybody. cancer survivor of any type or if you're suffering or fighting cancer, you're a caregiver, come out, get some of these free services um, throughout the day. Our paint and sip is um, a cost of $40. That includes some good food, some good drinks, um, all of your artwork. We'll be having some giveaways. So come out and have a good time and to... End our weekend, since it's Breast Cancer Weekend, um, Breast Cancer Month, on Sunday, the 20th, will be our Praise in Pink. We're coming in our pink. 
We're coming in our white. We are celebrating all of our breast cancer survivors on that day. We have some gifts and things that we want to give them to celebrate. We also will have a um, balloon release as a um, memorial as well. So we ask everybody to come out. That service starts at 10 from 10 to 1230 on Sunday. And I heard you say it's a weekend. So how long have y'all been doing these weekends? This is our fifth weekend. Fifth? Okay. Yes. We've been doing it for five years. And how did y'all start off doing this weekend? Was it somebody in the church? Was it a family member? What was the purpose behind getting this weekend started? Um, two two reasons we, why we started this weekend. The weekend is personal for me. Um, at 35 year old, I lost my college sweetheart and fiance to double myeloma cancer, right. and I was a I caregiver um, for five years in my young young age. And so that was it became an outlet for me to um, let people know about um, the different types of cancers. And then the breast cancer piece, um, we celebrate one of our um, members at our church, Priscilla Rao, who is this year. Shout out to Priscilla. I got to shout her out real quick. Yes. (laughs) She's celebrating her 60-20. And her 60-20 is um, August she turned 60, and she also is 20 years breast cancer free. Wow. Wow. Round of applause. We got to clap it up. 20 years. Yes. Amen to that. Yeah, so she's like a driving force in our face behind our um, cancer awareness. And we're doing these free breast screenings um, in her honor, trying to get everybody um, out. Um, They said that usually the age is 30 or 40, but they are willing to go as um, young as 23, 24-year-olds because they're getting younger. Um, The diagnoses are getting younger and younger. So we're able to do images as young as 23, 24-year-olds as well. Okay. So give those dates and those times out one more time for the people that missed it or just now tuning in. Yes, because I I need to tell a few people about this. Okay. Day of Awareness, Relaxation, October the 19th from 11 to 4. Um, All day long, free services come in. Zumba starts at 1 o'clock. We're going to have therapists on hand, massages on hand, hairdressers. We're going to be giving away wigs. The Be Sure Breast Screening Mobile will be at the church from 8 to 4, um, giving free breast screenings. You can call the church at 336-271-4791 to sign up. All you have to do is leave your name and your phone number. Somebody will call you back and sign you up for those free breast screenings. At 7 p.m. that night, we will have our paint, sip, and shop, We and that is $40. We ask that everybody come out, enjoy some good food, some good drinks, and some great vendors who are going to be on hand. Then to close out will be Sunday, October, October the 20th, from 10 o'clock to 1230, we will have our praise in pink. And give that location, and this is all in Greensboro, correct? All in Greensboro and all at inclusive. Greater Hope Cathedral. Yes, right at the same location. You don't have to move. Greater Hope Cathedral Incorporated, 1032 East Lindsay Street. And I must say it again, it is only a couple blocks from Aggie Stadium. Literally right up Lindsay Street. Li- literally right up Lindsay Street. 
Well, thank so you. you can, you're on your way to the game. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Where the it's tailgate be at? Yeah. Come through. <laughs> well, thank you again, Felicia, for calling in and talking to us about these great events that your church and the community is giving out to ladies like us and males like us for Cancer Awareness Month. So once we get back after the break, we are going to be talking and having another tea party with another survivor, Miss Christy Barrow. She is going to be coming onto the show and talking to us more about her story and how she is a two-time breast cancer survivor. Yes, a lot of tea is being spilled this morning, ma'am. Yes, but healthy tea. Healthy, healthy, healthy yes, tea. green tea. <laughs> Keep it locked. There's more Sunday tea coming up with Miss Perry and Monasia. It's still more tea to be spilled. The Sunday Tea with Monasia and Miss Perry on 102 Jams. Welcome back to Sunday's Tea, and we have a special, 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 special Breast Cancer Awareness Month guest. With us, Monesha, who we got with us today? You already know, Miss Perry, I love tea parties because we <laughs> always get to spill the tea together. All of the tea. Exactly. And you guys are really going to be in for a treat with our special guest. She has so much of a story to tell. And, you know, just from hearing a snippet of it, I'm very intrigued. And, you know, I feel like I need to, you know, get myself together in every way possible. So we're going to have Miss Christy Barrow. She's right here with us. And, yeah, she's going to tell us our story. And Christy is a two-time cancer, breast cancer survivor. Well, Christy Barrow, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You are a survivor yes. of breast cancer. Two-time survivor of breast cancer, yes. And when were you diagnosed and what age? I was diagnosed at the age of 29 in 2012. Um, I was pregnant with my fourth child, and they thought it was um, my body getting ready to breastfeed. And so I was so glad that I knew my body and knew that that lump wasn't supposed to be there. So diagnosed at 29. 29. Yes. Mm. After having four children. And then diagnosed again at 37. Mm. So today I'm proud to be 44, still surviving and living and um, enjoying life. Wow. Um, I mean, can you, I don't know, I know that it's up to you. Yeah. But um, how did you get diagnosed again? Like, was it like it went into like remission and then yes. it came back? Yes. And so um, with cancer, a lot of times if you make that five-year mark, they call it like a party. It's a celebration because the survival rate does go up if it's past five years. Okay. And so I was right at eight years. Um, and I had my mammogram. And I remember the nurse told me, hey, this is your last special mammogram where we're going to talk to you after you have the mammogram, um, and so you'll be clear. And then she said, I see something. And so then again, it's almost like your world shatters because um, once you are diagnosed with cancer and you hear those words again, you have cancer, immediately sometimes you think it's a death sentence. And so that's what happened to me. I, um, I was devastated. I remember I went to the doctor alone. I didn't tell a lot of people. And my mom, when I got there, and they came in and said, it is cancer again. And I walked out just like, I can't even believe I'm walking. Defeated. Yes. And my mom was there, and I was so glad because a lot of times you don't know how to um, internalize everything. And so yeah. didn't really know what to do. But um, my mom was there and hugged me and said, you know, we're going to be okay. And so you just have to keep, you know, pick it up and keep on kicking. Yeah. So with the cancer, you were originally diagnosed at what stage? It was stage one. 
Okay. It was stage one. Um, honestly, though, in 2012 at two, um, at 29, I'm sorry, I'm saying the wrong age, 2005. Can okay. you tell I do not have to do math? <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's okay. We was just rolling with we it. We was just rolling with it. 2005. Okay. I'm sorry. 29. Goodness. So 2012 was just a few years ago. So 2005, um, stage one, I still didn't know anyone at that age that had had cancer. So immediately when they said it's cancer, I thought I was dying. So um, I did have radiation and um that was about, I didn't have to have chemo because of the um, size of it, and we caught it early. Even okay. though I was pregnant and felt this lump at probably about six months, um, it was still early. So thankfully, I did not have to have chemo, but I did have to have radiation. So you talked about, you know, you didn't really know anyone, right. you know, at that point of your life, mm-hmm. like that had cancer. Yeah. Were you able to eventually find other people like you? Because I know that sometimes, like, yeah, you have, like, your family and your friends, mm-hmm and everybody like that to come and, like, try to console you and support you. Mm-hmm. But it's like you don't know what I'm going through. Right. So did you end up finding people? I did, but not really locally and not really my age. It wasn't until social media is amazing. And so um, that second diagnosis in 2012, um, I did meet a lot of people that um, – because then I started really talking about it because I'm thinking, hey – this thing is serious, this thing is trying to kill me, and I need to fight and tell other people how to fight. So um, I did get um, a whole lot of pink sisters, and I call them breasties. Um, I do have a, um, a, it's like a community, unfortunately. It is. Um, It's a group. And so uh, social media is um, great. Um, You're able to meet a lot of people. So, yes, I do have more people um, that are like me, unfortunately, yes. Oh, so we talked briefly about you feeling devastated when you yes. first received the news. Mm-hmm. And I know you said you were diagnosed first in 2005 <laughs> yes. with stage one. Yes. For me, I don't know the stages. Okay. So there's four different stages. Yes. And stage one includes what? Um, it depends on there's grades of it's different levels of okay. cancer. So it's great. So it depends on um, once they go in and kind of test and see where you are, um, what your treatment plan may be. Some people um, may have to have a lumpectomy, mastectomy, anything. I did have a lumpectomy at the first one in 2005. Excuse me, what was that word? <laughs> a lumpectomy. And what, what is that entail? So we're just removing the lump. Okay. Um, that's what I did the first time. The second time, because it was in the same breast, I did have to have my breast removed. So wait, you got cancer in the same breast? Yes. In the same breast. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I had to have that breast removed. I went in thinking oh, well, I can have radiation again. And no, it was the same spot, so I couldn't. Then once they mm-hmm. did the test and had me in, they realized I had cancer in the other breast too. Yeah. So they didn't detect both breasts mm-hmm. at the same time? No, it was so small. It was wow. so small. The mammogram found it, but then when they got in there, some things the mammogram couldn't even pick up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's different grades. It's different steps. Um, everybody's case is different. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's different stages that you go through well like um as we were talking about you know your family being there for you did you have any like prior family you know history of this yes so my mom was diagnosed after me in 2005 wow this is the second survivor that we talked to that the parent was diagnosed after them yes um my aunt was diagnosed it's her sister um, her daughter, so my first cousin, was also diagnosed. But get this, y'all. Oh, my god! It doesn't. They said it doesn't run in my family. 
I did all the genetic testing and they said there's no trace. So like, your mother, your aunt, your cousin, yourself, yes. and it doesn't run in your family. Mm-hmm. Nope. And where did it come yeah, from? Where did they don't know. They don't wow. know. And it's almost like they want to kind of, um, and when I say they, I mean my doctors and things, they want to just kind of calm you that, you know, don't worry about it. Your girls will be fine. Um, but I have four children. I have two boys and two girls. And guys do get breast cancer. Yes, they do. And so I now have to worry about four children, even though they say it does not run. Um, something's going on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so at age 19 is when you're supposed to, well, it's 10 years. I was diagnosed at 29, so 10 years um, before that, my girls can now have mammograms or anybody can be checked at 19. And so... So that myth of this being an old woman, breast cancer being an old oh woman disease is false. Very false. Very false. I mentored a 23-year-old who it started out as a rash and it ended up being stage 3 cancer. Oh my mm. God. So know your bodies. <laughs> um, know your bodies. And that way if something is not looking right... Or feeling right. Or feeling right go to the doctor. If that doctor and you're still not satisfied, go to another doctor. It's worth fighting for. It's worth, you are worth fighting for. So I say, even if the doctor says, don't worry about it. That's the same thing my doctor told me. Don't worry about it. It's nothing. But I was like, no, this is not right. And thankfully, I did that and had enough sense to say, no, I have to have this removed. And then there it is. It's cancer. So even with your family, I think that that was like a own like at home mini support group because yes. I feel like you guys definitely probably like especially the way that you like are acting now mm-hmm. and like you can see that you're glowing. Yeah. I really think that you had like your own like in house support system mm-hmm. and you guys were always encouraging and uplifting right. each other. And honestly, like you know, with my grandmother getting diagnosed and my great grandmother um, getting diagnosed and having her breast also removed, I think that like that's super super important. Yes. Because as long as you have positive vibes, I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like there's still hope to fight. Or it's like, you know what? I got this. Mm-hmm. And then you just get like that boost of confidence. Yeah. So it's really great. And I mean, it's a, an upsetting thing that, you know, majority of your immediate family was diagnosed. Mm-hmm. But at that same time, you guys all got to have that bond where you were able to uplift relate. and mm-hmm. relate to each other. Right. Yeah. And if you don't have family that um, is support then I'm sure you can find someone. If not, find me. <laughs> find me. I will go to the doctor with you. I will do whatever it is because you have to find something to fight for. I I used to always say, you know, my husband can go out and find another wife, but my kids, I'm the only mama. Yep. And so if it's nothing Hello. else, I'm fighting for those four jokers mm-hmm. because I don't want nobody else coming in and being their mom. Mm-hmm. And so you have to fight. Find something to fight for, and even when it's tired, you're in pain, you don't feel like it, you're mad because I have to deal with this disease, fight. Find something to fight for because you're worth it. You have to fight. So being a two-time survivor, Mm -hmm. did you have the same type of treatment process, and what was that? Um, The first time, lumpectomy and radiation. Second time, um, I did have a um, double mastectomy. I made the decision to go ahead and remove my left breast. The rest, right breast is the one that had cancer. I did decide to go ahead and move it because I just didn't want to deal with this again. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have surgery where, it's called a latissimus flap, but I did have surgery where they removed my back muscle to make new breasts. And so I did have implants. I have implants. And a lot of people say, you got a free boob job. Girl, I don't want these. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> And yes. wasn't nothing free about it. Wasn't nothing free about Whoa. it. Come on. <laughs> nothing was free. And so it's, um, I did have that. And it's a lot of even, I made decisions. So I was diagnosed that second time, I believe it was October 3rd. And by October 31st, I was having surgery to have my breast removed. Mm. I moved 
just way too fast and made decisions in a hurry that now I regret because I still have pains and stuff now for mm-hmm. something that I did because I you know made this decision very fast and so do your research and find out what's the best uh, method for you um, I just didn't and so today I, I want to tell everybody just you know take your time and do the research and figure out what is the best um, you know method but yes I did have the double mastectomy um, and then I didn't again I did not have to have chemo um, but both my breasts were removed. Okay. Yeah. Were there any programs or services offered to you during yes. that process? And what were, what were those? Um, so I was at the Moses Cone Cancer Center. Um, and during that time, that I went through a program called uh, My New Normal. And so with that program, um, I was able to meet people like me. Again, I was the youngest one in the class. But I was able to meet people like me. And we had So when you topics. were diagnosed, you were the youngest? When I went through that class, I was the okay. youngest in that class. Okay. Um, so, no, I probably wasn't the youngest diagnosed, but in that class, yes, I was that. I was the youngest. And so a lot of topics they talked about, um, I remember one time they were talking about sex after cancer. And the stuff that was coming out of their mouths, I was like, guys, come on. And so it's just different, I think, because of me and my age. And talking to someone that may be 65, it's just different. We see things differently. Yes, we have yeah. that one thing in common, but um, we just maybe view life a little bit differently. In our, at two different places, two I'm different sure. Places, mm-hmm. Yes, and so I'm still thinking I'm young and hip with all this gray hair, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 44. So I had to have a total hyster- um, hysterectomy. Um, it was just different things because my mom had this, you need to do this. You know, they put me on a plan to make sure I would be able to live as long as I could. Um, and so my body is a little different from the average 44-year-old. My story is so different from the average 44-year-old. Um, a lot of times I have hot flashes where my friends over here in sweaters look at you over here in sweaters, <laughs> and I'm over here burning up. So it's just... <laughs> it's all cold. <laughs> you cold. So it's just, you're, you you know, you go through a different um, story. And so that program did allow me to see things a little bit different, how somebody else may um, go through it. And then mm-hmm. from there, I also was able to start my own um, organization called Living Pink. And that's where I'm able to share my story with other people, especially young people who are deemed high risk of getting cancer, those that have that family history um, of cancer. And so it's just basically for me to be out and be able to encourage them. I love to mentor um, newly diagnosed women to help them to know that you can live um, and live a great life after cancer. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned your husband briefly. How how was that going through that process? And I don't know if you want to get into it, but... (laughs) Getting back to your sexy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you know? <laughs> All this way. You know, yes. yes. I'm still cute. So. <laughs> Hello. I, okay. Come period. on. So um, I do remember the first time I was diagnosed in 2005, and my youngest child was four months old. And I remember seeing him crying because I'm crying. And, you know, I'm sitting here like, how is he going to learn how to do um, their hair and things? They're not going to know me. I remember all those thoughts. But by this second round... <laughs> It was totally different. Like, look, I ain't dying. Get it together. You know, (laughs) that kind of thing. And so he's great. He was great. You know, he's a great support. And that's what um, women need. So, yeah. Never lost the sexy. Okay. Um, For a minute, I was tired and fat. Say it one more time, Christy. So two-time survivor and never lost (laughs) it. Never lost the sexy. I am a, a little bigger than I was, but I promise you I'm still 
the same. I'm fine. I can do anything. Come on. Hello. Come okay. on. And that's the real tea and right that there. That is the real <laughs> tea. I'm telling y'all. I'm telling you, it's a state of mind. Yes, it and is. so, you know, I, I choose life. Mm-hmm. And so and that's in everything that I'm doing. Yes. And that was an important word that you said right there. It's a choice. Yes, it is a choice. It's definitely mm-hmm. a choice. So what message would you like to provide to women mm-hmm. in the community? And also you mentioned um, Think Pink, yeah. which is your organization. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, you said you mentor young women. Young women do you yeah. also, you know, mentor yes. some women that are older as well? Absolutely. Sorry, that was like a three-part question. <laughs> but <laughs> Yes, absolutely. So if you are um, diagnosed or you see yourself with any situation, but right now we're talking about breast cancer, um, Decide to fight. That's my thing. I say all the time, I'm going to live until I die, but I refuse to die while I yet live. And that means no matter what circumstances may be coming in your life, make that choice to live and um, live great with joy. I love to, um, I say that all the time, that you just have to live life and live it full of joy. Um, What was your other question right there? You did say three parts. It was it was you like know I'm forty four and medicated. You know I don't know what. What you would say. you like to provide to the community of women? Yes, so just um, there we go. <laughs> there you go. Teamwork. <laughs> so um, if you need help, get help. There are programs out there that if you need help, assistance with paying bills, and you, you know you're going through cancer, then just ask that. Um, I'm on Facebook as Christy Wallace Barrow. My organization is Living Pink. On Instagram, I am I am Living Pink. And so um, just ask the questions. If there's something that I can do, if you just need to talk, if you need to cry, I'll cry with you. I cry easy. I will cry <laughs> with you. If you need me to rub your back and push you, I will do that as well. And so there are other people, um, other organizations out here that will do the same. Sisters Network of Greensboro is a um, great organization as well of black women that um, help people that are being diagnosed, if it's nothing else but just for information. And so um, it's just out there. We just have to seek and find. And so if you do need me, I am here. And I just wanted to piggyback because you mentioned having four children and Mm -hmm. pretty much you pretty much fighting for them. Yes. And you have two boys, two girls. Yes. So with your two girls Mm -hmm. and you being diagnosed at 29, Mm -hmm. and do you have any daughters getting close to the age of 19 or anything? Yes, I have a 16-year-old and a 15-year-old. So how is that process of talking to them and getting them acclimated into you know, this yeah. may mm-hmm. be the process. Um, yeah, it's so hard, especially when they saw their grandma. And I remember yeah. the first time that I told them about it, they were so young, I didn't think they really um, knew what I was saying. But that second time, you know, they were older. So it was, you had to, the way I approach it is that, yes, mommy has it, but mommy's going to fight, mommy's going to live. And so that, um, they know how important that is to me. So I tell them that first of the month, hey, you doing your checks? You know, I take them to the doctor regularly for them to do the check as well. And so they know at 19 that's something they have to do. And it's the same thing for my sons. I have a 21-year-old and a 19-year-old tomorrow. Mm. And so it's the same thing with them. Yes, Libra. So, yeah, um, fight for them. But then also, you know, we have um, a lot of living to do. And so we have to make those, you know, be precautious and do the steps to make sure that you're going to live a long life. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Goodness gracious. I mean... Like, I just don't, like, I just don't know if I, like, could be as strong as you. Like, just sitting, like, I know that when my grandmother was, you know, diagnosed, like, I was, like, a wreck because I was just, like, I don't know what's happening. Like, granted, like, I was, like, I want to say, like, 12, 13. And it's just, like, you don't know how to react, but you want to be, you know how every, like, you know, child wants to be strong for their parent Mm -hmm. because, 
you know, they're they're not used to this. Yeah. So I mean, I just don't know like how you do like how you do it. Like, is there some type of like routine that you did like while you were going through all of this? Like, just to like stay on this track because I know like as like I know I'm not a mother yet, yeah. but like as a mother or anything yeah. like else, like how do you continue to be who you are? Yeah, I have a um, strong faith. And my background, we're very churchy. And so a lot of times those prayers for them is what helped keep me going. Um, when I was diagnosed in January of 2005, um, my mother was diagnosed October 2005. And I cried worse when she was diagnosed than when I did. Mm. And I mm. remember them, what's wrong with you? Well, my mama, my mama's not well. And so it's different. But then when it's you, and sometimes you I don't have any other choice but survive or mm-hmm. fight that's all <laughs> I don't, all my life I've been fighting but no sometimes that's <laughs> all you can do is um survive and so it's just something that's in me that just had to click on and we had to go in overdrive like you know this is the fight of your life and you like to win I love to win so it's the fight of your life and you just got to take it and win you know survive so yeah sometimes that's the only choice that you have yeah so with your organization mm-hmm. what do you want to bring to this community of women to know your body no matter the age know your body um a 16 year old was diagnosed Teen, it's, it doesn't matter the age and I know mammograms are supposed to start at 40 but if you have a family history of cancer of breast cancer then do what you have to do to get um you know a doctor appointment to get checked but know your body know when something is not right so that you can get checked. Um, I want Living Pink just for people to know you can live after cancer. You can live through cancer. You can um, live a great life, and it's not necessarily a death sentence. And so that's what I want Living Pink to um, be, to represent. Yes, absolutely. And uh, I didn't touch on it uh, too much, but Mm -hmm. I know for me it was a little different when I found out about family history Mm -hmm. and breast cancer I was paranoid so I used to touch like yeah. Ooh, what is that what is that and my mom be like girl that's a pimple and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like mom got cancer <laughs> you know too and mm. and you know we don't know but I I appreciate conversations like this because it has been told to many young women like oh that's an old lady disease or you don't got to get checked till you're 40 no I touch myself regularly yes. so ladies yeah touch yourself Please. find out those lumps because we yeah. don't know yeah. And you you were 29. I'm literally three years from that mm-hmm. age. So Yeah. I um I saw where a young lady said that her boyfriend or her husband found the lump. And so a lot of times, mm. you, yeah, I mean, wow. know your body. And so obviously he knew the body. He knew something was wrong, but it was cancer. He knew the body. He, he knew the body a little too well. Yeah, too well. And it was cancer. Uh-uh. <laughs> and that's tea. That's, that's extra sweet. Extra and spicy. Funny. Okay. Y'all are funny. Well, thank you again, Christy, yes. for coming on our show and showing your, uh, sharing your story with us and being so yes. open about it because you were the only one that responded. I'm going I'm to I'm put y'all out there. Survivors. Yes. Survive and tell mm-hmm. us the story. And thank I appreciate you. Christy coming up here and being so thank transparent you, with Christy. us. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for inviting me. There is something to be told. And so I love all the pink that comes in October. But after October, November, it's still breast cancer, um, people being diagnosed daily. Yes. 
And so this is something that we need to talk about. So thank you for inviting me. And also just um, so that people who, you know, kind of just tuned in and everything like that, please give like, you know, the website, sure. social medias for your yeah. organization, okay. everything like that. Yeah. So I'm Christy Wallace Barrow on Facebook, on um, Instagram. I am, no, Christy is Living Pink. And then um, my organization is Living Pink on Facebook and um, I am Living Pink on Instagram. Okay. That's where you guys can all go and find it. Make sure, you know, to keep fighting, whatever you're fighting. Yes. Because, you know, even though we were talking about breast cancer and all this kind of stuff, really, we all are fighting something. And if you if you don't take anything else from this, I definitely feel like Miss Christie would say this as well, is that just keep fighting and just keep that hope alive. Or And find something to fight for. Exactly. 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 <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, I'm gonna leave you guys with your sweet tea. It just so happened. This correlates so well. My sweet teas have been on point. <laughs> on point. <laughs> on point. Okay. So your sweet tea for today is: don't wait for everything to be perfect before you decide to enjoy your life. And once again, your sweet tea is: don't wait for everything to be perfect before you decide to enjoy your life. And this has been Sunday's Tea with Miss Perry and Monesia. And Christy. Yes. It's a tea party. It's a tea party. <laughs>